Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. Isaac's feet. Fuck, I did it again. Sorry. Ignore that. Ignore my noise. (laughs) Noise. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. We are your hosts. (laughs) Isaac's feet. I am Terran. I'm Isaac. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Fuck. And today we are delving into the, the true horrors of the male psyche. We are here to talk about, uh, <laughs> I, I like our recording schedule, We it is just pure chaos walking. And, uh, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Is the right 2021, supposed to be like 2017, but whatever, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley dystopian sci-fi action film chaos walking yeah interstellar yeah not interstellar planet not uh every teen dystopian novel not maze runner not divergent (laughs) chaos walking yes uh for those who haven't (laughs) seen chaos walking i'll do a little synopsis of the plot uh chaos walking is based off of a three-part book series of the same name. Which I guess Daisy Ridley was a yes, fan of. Yes, she was a big so fan of it. On board. And Tom Holland, um, since both of them were cast after 2016, Tom Holland, fresh off being fucking Spider-Man, was just saying yes to every Heck job he yeah. could get. And it she shows. She was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Yay, a role that's not I mean, Spider-Man. Yeah, no, you get, oh, he, he loves being Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. In oh, his interview, true. he's that, like, that bro, they want to make... Ten more Spider-Man movies. I'm in. I will be Spider-Man until the day I die. A Daisy Ridley Heck on the yeah. other hand, you know. And I'm gonna make a lot of I'm gonna make a lot of Tobey Maguire fans mad, but <laughs> I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man I can, so far. I can agree with that. Tom no Holland, cap. best Spider-Man. Toby forever. Yeah. From what I've hearts. read of, you know, Peter Parker and you know, and and all those fun adventure graphic novels, Spider-Man. Tom Holland takes it. Yeah, for I'm sure. sorry. I think the only unrealistic part about Tom Holland as Peter Parker is that he's he's like too hot. Like there's yeah, right. no way this <laughs> exactly. kid's he's getting not, bullied yeah. as much as he is. Fucking like Jack Tom is Holland so true. Spider-Man looking motherfucker walking yeah. around. That was the most believable part of yeah. Toby's Spider-Man. Was <laughs> he looks right. like a fucking yeah, nerd. Toby, yeah. He does. Andrew right. Garfield like, is going to cry like every second of the day. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is the least believable. He was like, yeah, he's like the douchebag yeah, Peter douche Parker, <laughs> skater, skater yeah, Peter, but is also a really smart dude as well. I don't know. It's I, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Tom Holland for the wind. King of Kings. Daisy Ridley. Um, she didn't hate her life as a Star Wars character yet, but she liked <laughs> the Chaos Walking series enough that, you know, after because was it 2015? That the Force she Awakens? be another space. uh She's literally the same character. Just. Yeah, kind of. They, they even for the first half of the movie, they just call her Space Girl. She doesn't tell anyone her name. Yeah, she's like Space Girl. But Chaos Walking, based <laughs> off a book series of the same name, it was written by Patrick Ness. This is based off of the first book in the series, The Knife of Never Letting Go. The sci-fi premise of it, it's a little Avatar-y. So it's like humans leaving a dying world, come to a place called New World. Very creative name. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And something about the, I don't know, the atmosphere or the radiation of New World makes it so that all of yeah projects yeah all of the men's inner thoughts are on display everything you think i guess biologically the the male has a different reaction yes it doesn't affect the women they don't have the noise yeah it is the men that do uh so every thought that they have you can hear it and sometimes you can see it if they're picturing like images and stuff yeah they project it yeah well, Dr. Strangey mental yeah. projections. Oh, all of the men's thoughts are on display. And where we open, we see Tom Holland in a colony, in an all-male colony. Uh, they say that the native alien species killed all the women. And so now it's just a bunch of... Like the speckles? The spackles, the spa- I think they're called. Yeah, the spackles. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're real nice, <laughs> real teen... Uh, dystopian novel names they got they got new world yeah, and the spackle <laughs> and the spackles which only appear once they do. the entire yeah. film and never never, never seen again. again one yeah i guess it wasn't in the budget which the knife is nope. <laughs> is is the budget's pretty high so we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's like the premise of chaos walking and then daisy ridley's character from the second wave of colonists the first girl to be on the planet in like 17 years or some shit crash lands and shenanigans ensue if you were um if you were afflicted with the noise if you were on new world and the world could hear your thoughts what uh what what would they hear what would they hear from me yeah um just a bunch of star wars lore uh recounting how plagueis ties into all the prequel oh yeah just all that do you think what about you (laughs) You you meet the one girl who crash lands on there and, and she's like, please help me get back to my home. And then you're like, okay. And then just in your mind, she hears this you is my mind the is tragedy. Like, I wonder if she's ever of Darth I wonder Plagueis. if she's ever heard the tragedy. <laughs> tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. He's the wise. God damn it. Probably, Probably most yeah. likely. I'd say I'd I'd have a similar scenario. It'd just be like Dark Souls lore. And I like, have you seen, fuck, it came out a long time ago. It was a college humor video based off of the statistic that men think about sex um, once every seven seconds. It like goes through their head. Wow. Yeah. And so I I couldn't help but picture that. I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't disagree with that. (laughs) You know, it's, it just becomes a part of your life. You just be sitting there, you're like (laughs) doing your homework or something. You just, you're doing whatever and just boobies for a second and then it's gone. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't see any of that in this movie, so I just found it to be wildly inaccurate. Especially since the noise affects only men. <laughs> right. <laughs> that can be very dangerous. Uh, yeah. Um, I I think that's kind of the problem, uh, is the noise itself. I think it's an interesting con. Like, again, the concepts, I don't mind it. It's cool. It's, it's interesting. An interesting. It's different concept, for sure. Yeah, it's a different. It's something we haven't really seen in sci-fi yet. Yeah, all your thoughts on display. But honestly, I think that was the worst part of it. That's what made this movie really annoying to me. <laughs> was the noise? I think it's just because. Yeah, I, like... I think just the first fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh man, the noise is. This is so annoying because they're just explaining. Yeah, that's the problem with the noise is that uh, again, you know, you know how like crazy, you know, the brain can can move how fast. Oh it goes, yeah, how just thoughts just fly and sometimes it's like discombobulated mm-hmm. dis you know disoriented disfigured yeah there was too. a real there's not a set structure opportunity to to thinking yeah for some wild like totally unprecedented characterization where you can see yeah. not only what they're thinking in regards to the plot 
but also just like their random thoughts. And it doesn't have to be the random just like thoughts, feelings. Yeah, like an exposition. Yeah. It doesn't have to be worded exposition. Right. It shows that the noise it's... changes color based on the feeling and it uh you can see images and stuff coming out of their heads. Yeah. Um, so there there's a lot to work with with there, but the movie just yeah, again, it just it does it just for exposition. Yep, it just sake. becomes like an exposition device. That's it. And it only comes yeah, up which I I don't know if the I don't know if the book goes more into that and you know, I I think it it probably is definitely better on paper for sure and a writer's perspective. Yeah. I think you can do a lot more with that <laughs> than you can in a movie, but man, yeah, it's it's pretty tough to I don't know, it just it did not work for me. I was not into it. I liked the the idea of the visualization of it whereas uh it was oh it was cool yeah yeah it was it was almost formless it was very ethereal just like sort of the right yeah exactly ethereal it was, it was cool as it comes up but i don't know <laughs> it was it was like a, a radiation yeah it was, like it was leaking uh, off of what them. you said right just yeah coming out at random exactly. it's like little residual energies mm-hmm. mental energies yeah it's fun. it just doesn't i don't know the, i mean they had a budget of 125 million dollars but i feel like they spent the whole budget on the actors because we got tom holland yeah i think so we got daisy ridley they were really trying to i mean this was on life support really <laughs> it's been all, so we got mad might Mickelson. as well just try to boost it yeah with all these well-known actors yeah the noise as it's called it only comes up again at convenient plot moments which like we said thought is yeah. constant um but it only shows up like when the plot needs it to so i don't know if they're just like fucking brain dead for 60 percent of the movie <laughs> <laughs> he's literally the atmosphere just makes you think just at random thinking times, about it. yeah <laughs> you only and that's a problem that persists throughout the movie is um all of yeah. the ideas are very surface level I'll run through some some plot points. So we have the noise, and that's, uh, you know, the men's thoughts on display for everyone. We have the leader of the colony that they're in called Prentice Town. He's played by Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, that's the guy who played Caecilius in Doctor Strange. Um, and he's in Galen Erso. Yeah, Galen Erso. Yeah. He's kind of like a Ben Mendelsohn at this point, where if you see him in a role, yeah. it's like an 80% <laughs> chance he's the villain. <laughs> Um, yeah right and guess what he's the villain <laughs> and he's yep yep there you go what do you know 80 percent effective rate. <laughs> uh, i did see a movie with him where he was like a john wick style action hero it was called polar Ooh, it was all right nice. it's pretty weird it's very saturated kind of reminded me of like a like a crank you see crank with jason state oh crank yeah. kind of like that oh yeah yeah a little bit oh, okay i see yeah so it's like more action yeah it's, it's very action which is Heavily. Good action hero, but as a soft-spoken guy, I don't know. They really tried too hard to make John Wick. Anyway, we're yeah. not talking about Polar. Great villain, too, in Casino Royale. He is. A, oh, yeah, he was the Casino Royale villain. Yeah. So he is. Yeah, Le Chief, very scary, actually. That kind of <laughs> insidious, uh, like, soft-spoken. Yeah. He's got the spooky accent and the eye thing. So he's in it. He's the villain. We learn more about um, sort of the dynamics of the noise and how that results in that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. What that how they're able to conceal it from others. Yeah, how do you conceal it, it contain it, use it, use it against the other men, um, to control theirs. It's cool mind games, which again could have been explored even yep. way better I than I feel like it's explored it, it was all just surface level. In the book, very surface wasn't... level. There was the spackle, just like the native alien race who are supposedly hostile to the humans. We see them yeah. in one scene. Also 
suffer the same thing too, right? They have yeah. They they also have their minds are also on display. Yeah. yeah, the noise, but you can't like understand their language. I was looking at it, and apparently in the books, animals can do it too. It affects animals as well. Uh, Interesting. You could see like herds of cows just like calling each other. Um, Tom Holland's character <laughs> and his pet dog like communicate feelings to one another. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the ah, we didn't even see that at yeah, all. That would have been and the spackle since they've been on the planet for a long time, they have like way more control over theirs. So they can basically just create like insane illusions and shit. It's like a superpower for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Ah, see what, what the none hell? of that is explored. This, where, where was this? Instead, it's yeah. just like autistic Tom Holland narration for 60% of the movie to explain the plot <laughs> and make Daisy Ridley's character uncomfortable. And, and that's it. And it doesn't really go anywhere with that. The aliens do nothing. Uh, Matt, there's like a, a religion around this. Someone called the preacher. It's like a preacher. His name is Aaron. The preacher, which wasn't realized at all. No, I, I was at all. St- I'm still confused on that. E- even even um, Mad Mickelson's character. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Yep. You know, still don't. That's that's the thing. The villains just don't really make any sense. Yeah, they don't make any sense. I don't know why they're doing. The that. heroes just kind of shuffle along. Apparently, in the books, Daisy Ridley's character Viola. While she is kind of the driving force of the plot in this one, it's like get her so that she can contact her ship. So she has a lot more to do on the planet in the books. I guess the uh, the climax of this film is her calling yeah. the colony ship and them fighting Mads Mikkelsen and the preacher. Right. Yeah. That that's that's also just weird. Kind of bumbles yeah, into the characterizations. that. Characterizations. Yeah. She's like fumbling around. She's not. She's kind of like getting swept up or caught up. I I feel like her character should have been way more like. I don't know. Like I, I'm thinking of like, like make her own. Yeah, choices. autonomous. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where she she has been, she's kind of like an enterprise, you know, personnel. Oh, where, where yeah. she knows how to survive. Mm-hmm. She knows she she should have all that training, you know, throughout her, you know, six, that 64 year mission. What the fuck else has she been know, doing? Her, on space? her generational. Yeah, you know, have like some generational passing of of uh, of knowledge and and survival techniques and. You know, I think that would have been kind of cool of where, you know, Tom Holland's character doesn't really need to read her mind because, you know, she he sees how her mind works and how her survival instincts kick in. And uh, she would she could have been a really interesting and cool character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but yeah, she's just kind of fumbling about and not really doing much. And her gadgets were cool and different. Wildly impractical. Like to see more. Very impractical. I, her little fire starter but, thing that can light oh, yeah, a small was, campfire. That's true. She sets it on the ground and it shoots like a plume of fire in all directions. Like, yeah, in is... all directions. I could have killed her. She uses herself. it to literally kill a person at the end of the movie. She just throws it at his feet yeah. and he just fucking immolates him. I was like, this is the like fire safety is not present in this. She would have burnt down that fucking forest trying to make a campfire. <laughs> you like right. put it on the little I, edge I, I of the campfire, like... it just lights up your tent. Yeah. <laughs> There's just, <laughs> just no controlling the direction everything. of that. <laughs> There's no, no, I don't know. Yeah, she had the thing that it's, like just shoots stupid. bullets in every direction. Like what the fuck? Yeah, did like, you take to this planet? <laughs> yeah, what? What kind of place is this? I don't know. I, I, I feel like it should have been. She should have just been like a U.S. Enterprise. I know, very smart. Yeah. Very. It been it been kind of cool, and then she's like teaching. Tom Holland, some different gadgets, different survival techniques. She's on it, you know. She's reading his thoughts, all that, all that jazz. Like it would have been cooler to see her be a little bit more of a stronger character. Yeah, and they sort of which, uh, what they gave her 
get over her her mysterious aspects at the beginning. Because, again, the women, they have no noise. You don't know what they're thinking. And all the men in this colony have grown up their whole lives with their thoughts on display. And also being kind of indoctrinated to hate the women (laughs) since you can't see their thoughts. Um, So the dynamic between Tom Holland's character and Daisy Ridley's character, I feel like was not as tense as it could have been given he spent 17 years. And I feel like the. Yeah, what was it? It was like the reveal that Mads Mikkelsen character killed all the women. It was was like the big final reveal. Yeah. Women just can't. He's the one who did it. And I'm like, well, duh. Duh. You know, like. Yeah, you know, we we don't need that type of reveal. I'm thinking straight straight ahead. Like straight on like just start with the the villain. Mm. That's just how society was. We outcasted women, we killed them off. <laughs> That's just how it is. You know, and then and then that would have caused even more tension when, you know, oh my gosh, this girl just showed up, you know, on, on this spacecraft and I'm I'm kind of liking her. I I want to protect her and you know, it adds more. It's kind of like a Jojo Rabbit situation. You know, uh, I, th- I think they could have played with that even more mm. where you don't need that big reveal of, oh, I killed them. <laughs> we already know. We already know you did it. Now, how do we how do we go about that? Now there is an actual woman the on the planet. We know you yeah. killed them all. Of course. <laughs> right. <you did>. Exactly. <laughs> there's no there's no um, there's no secret behind that. So how do we how do we move forward from that? And. Now that there is an actual woman on the planet, how does she survive? And she's got like all these cool gadgets, cool technology. He has sympathy for her. Yeah, she's got the he's gadgets. He's starting and to realize his. She's the only. Yeah, he's starting to realize his society. And, right. Yeah. She's right. She's the only. Exactly. And it would be a great commentary of going against the established societal terms. You know, there is that religious aspect with the preacher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of that defying those your your own what you grew up with and they could have played more with that so you didn't need that final reveal that was just kind of it's almost like the movie just didn't know what to do with the villains i'd say so they just made it a mystery yeah that's it's stupid i i agree the mystery is just sort of to cover up that everything is surface level because again the themes yeah. <laughs> presented by the concepts really good they get you thinking a lot um stuff like mads mickelson having mastered his his noise to the point and he's like the town leader that he can basically like thought control the other men. Yeah, which is and, cool. Like, thought yeah, control. Uh, it gets a little Orwellian there for a second, um, like that. Toxic masculinity as that comes in, and just the right. insecurities. Like if you if your inner feelings were on display, would you just accept them for what they are, or would you change your inner feelings to fit what you're supposed to be? As we see Tom Holland attempt to do throughout the movie, he just thinks to himself, he's like, be yeah, a man, which gotta is, kill. Which is a great commentary. Right, yeah. Which is, a, again, a great yeah. uh, great thing to play with. So you with, can see, based sure. off the book, how you being able to see a dude's inner inner thoughts and not a woman's would result in the murder of, of all women. I mean, Isaac, what? I mean, come on. What would you rather do? <laughs> Let the ladies know about your foot thing or kill them all? <laughs> We're killing, yeah, you got to keep those, those you gotta, secrets somehow. You got to keep those secrets, and it gets a little wild. Uh, was there anything you liked about it? Anything I liked? Yeah, I, again, I think it's really great ideas. Yep. Uh, the execution is just what kills it, and I, I like the potential that it had, but it just didn't fall through, yeah. so not my favorite. <laughs> not good at all, actually. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie well, again. Well, um... <laughs> uh, didn't you spend twenty dollars on it to? Uh... 
<laughs> well, I it. spent twenty dollars to rent it, oh, so it's gonna God. go away in three days. <laughs> you gotta get those three days worth. <laughs> I gotta get those three days worth of my twenty dollars, which uh, budget wise, uh, I guess didn't do so well. Oh yeah, dude, you need it. <laughs> so I'm glad I could contribute to their. <laughs> it's really yeah. Bad. Let's let's talk about the budget. We're going to do some yeah. behind the scenes, some some movie lore, uh, as it's called. Movie lore. So chaos walking. Some chaos lore. Yes, is directed by. Doug Lyman, who this guy has done some of the best sci-fi movies, especially weird concepts like this. He did, um, and even just like action thrillers. He did Born Identity. He did Jumper from 2008. That was the one with Hayden Christensen. It was oh, about teleporting yeah. people. That yeah. one was all right. Cool concept. Uh, executed better than Chaos Walking. He did Edge of <laughs> Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's, and that that's surprising. That's a really good high concept sci-fi action thriller. And so chaos walking, and so I wanted to look into like what went wrong with it. Looks like they they tried to bring on Charlie Kaufman, who did like Eternal S- Sunshine of the Spotless yep. Mind, being John Malkovich. Other crazy high concept stuff. Yeah, some yeah high concept things you think about. Yeah, and he would have been perfect. I think he wrote part of the first draft. They like brought him on in um like end of 2011, start of 2012, but he backed out. Yes, they attained the rights in 2011. Kaufman was slated to write it in 2012, but he left. The final credits kind of a shame. for the movie were Patrick Ness, who wrote the three books. He wrote the books, as well as the guy who wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, Chris Ford. He also wrote it. So oh, those gotcha. were the two writers for Chaos Walking. So that's probably how oh, Holland okay. ended up getting in on this, <laughs> is the Homecoming Oh, probably. Writer. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know <laughs> a guy. Oh, yeah, I, I, got the, I got the guy. <laughs> Yeah, the guy. Spider-Man. I got you Spider-Man. Yes. Um, so this movie's been in development for almost like 10 years. They got the rights to yeah. 2011. Robert Zemeckis was, was uh, approached for yep. it. Did Back to the Future, you know, Forrest Gump, Hunter Rabbit. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I wonder what he would have. Yeah, just like he, with Charlie Kaufman and Robert Zemeckis as a pair, that would have been That would have been, been lit. Been a, been a really good movie. But instead we got this. And so, yeah. But we, we got this. Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> writer and Patrick Ness, the writer of the books, were working on the script between 2012 and 2016. And that's when casting was announced. That's when they got Ridley and Holland in. And photography started in 2017. Now, this movie was supposed to be released in 2019, but it got delayed because the uh. test screenings were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie got ripped to shreds Oof. and i you could tell that daisy ridley did not like the first cut of this movie in an interview with um fuck what's it called screen cinema blend yes in an interview with cinema cinema blend uh she talked about the poor test screenings and she said that the reshoots that they did because they did reshoots for this movie that those were a good move so this is like the best version of this movie <laughs> That we got through oh, 10 no. years of development. <laughs> Press X for doubt. Yeah. Spam X for doubt. And there was another two years between 2019 and now uh, oh, yeah. where they didn't do the reshoots oh, that they were scheduled to do. The $10 million worth of reshoots that they brought Tom and Daisy back for. Because they were too busy working on the finales of their you know big Marvel and Star Wars trilogies. Yeah. Tom was doing like Endgame and Daisy was doing um, the last or the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, so they filmed this movie. Yeah. It was shitty. Then they had to wait to get the lead actors back so that they could do a bunch of reshoots and then release it in 2021. This movie had a budget yeah. of $125 million. 
um, 25 million of which is from Brom Creative, which is like a separate, I think like a publishing studio in Canada because it was distributed by Lionsgate. Mm. Um, but so yeah, so they spent Lionsgate or not Lionsgate, but whoever the fucking publisher is. Yeah, Lionsgate spent a hundred million dollars on this movie, <laughs> and then they got another <laughs> twenty-five million from from another God. place. Yeah, and the movie made dun, da, 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 twenty-one million dollars. It was like seventeen million in the U.S., and then the rest was the globe. It had a very short theatrical lease theatrical release before going to video on demand because of uh, the plague and while the plague did you know it can have effects on the box office for sure as we saw last year with uh trolls 2 and the subsequent tantrum by amc (laughs) trolls 2 was like the highest grossing video on demand movie ever made a lot of money and because of the plague Mm. it was released towards the early phases of the apocalypse yeah, went straight to video on demand, made a lot of money. AMC Theaters was very mad. They're like legendary studios. See you fucking never. <laughs> you want to release your movies <laughs> online? We'll never host another one of your movies. That's again. just that's that's so that's so ridiculous though. It's like, like how how were they not supposed to release yeah, or try to white petty? Like, yeah, you can keep a film's wait for us, big boy. Yeah. yeah so nope, nobody liked this fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> it was not good. Yep. And. <laughs> It was not. I have a theory. No. I oh. believe that since this is Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley in the lead role, that this movie was intentionally either sabotaged or created from the be created, you know, to begin with by Disney to show them oh, that they will no way. never <gasps> succeed. You think the mouse hands Dude, are? I think the mouse is fucking. Have you learned nothing from our Iron Fist review? <laughs> We're not allowed to speak the on truth. This. Needs to be. It needs to come out. I'm not scared to die. We need to. We need to, to die. we need to free Tom and Daisy. This movie was released and intentionally thrown into the gutter to, you know, communicate to wow. those two that they will never be successful in anything other than a Disney property. Now Daisy Ridley's going to have to be Ray forever. I don't think Tom Holland didn't want. Uh-huh, you belong to me. <laughs> you belong to me, bitch. Ha <laughs> ha. Tom Holland, too young, Damn. you know, to really see what's going on. He just wants to be Spider-Man. That poor, naive Holland. Yeah. Daisy Ridley has already experienced the final movie in her trilogy, where it's all just gone to <laughs> shit, and she doesn't want to be Ray anymore. <laughs> the mouse owns her now. And the mouse, I guess, is kind of forcing her into another space outcast yes. scavenger. You're going to be a space girl forever, but if you're not our space girl, space girl. you'll never succeed. ha <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, Mickey. What Mickey. are you doing to these poor people? Let, <laughs> let these franchises go. Let these actors you go. You think those reshoots? You don't have to own everything. Those poor test screenings in 2019, do you think they actually showed an audience that? Or is it just Walt Disney's fucking frozen head alone uh, in the theater? Watching uh, the movie is like, reshoot it. Do you think it was good? Maybe it was better. <laughs> in a, like a Stephen Hawking voice, reshoot, re-shoot it. it. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh my if, God. It all connects. If you don't hear Aaron, from the boys again. Um, <laughs> you know why. Call Snowden. Call Snowden. Yes. Yep. But that's, yeah. So the, the, the movie was a real shit show. Also, I don't know why the author of the trilogy, who is getting movies made about his trilogy, did this. But I was looking at like the differences between the movie and the books. And the movie is so surface level and like, I don't know, breakneck just because of. Um, 
It's like all three books, like parts of all three books put into the movie. The plot devices and the three villains, like those are three villains that are spread out over the course of three books. <laughs> like oh, the really? spackle and kind of the mystery uh... of uh the first one is like a mystery because we don't really know that it was Prentice, Mads Mickelson's character who killed all the women. We think it's the spackle, so they're like the perceived villains of the whole first book. Uh Daisy Ridley, we don't know yeah, like you know, you don't really trust Viola's character because you don't know what's going on inside her head, and so all the men with their thoughts on display, they don't trust her at all. So she's like sort of yeah, a, which would have been interesting again to to see a little bit more of yep. that. Where Daisy Ridley's character is kind of like almost a little selfish in some some things, where she's going off doing her yeah, like thing, more anti hero esque like, role because yeah. there's yeah, no no yeah. trust all around. They don't know what's that going on cool. in her head. We didn't really see yeah. that. <laughs> and she knows what's going on in their head, and it's mistrust. <laughs> so she's like, okay, bye. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. The Preacher is like kind of the villain of the second book. Which he was the most interesting there at the end, where he's like, oh, the insanity, the voices. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, know, fuck, like, what? So much noise. <laughs> I can't tell whether it's the voice of God or my own. I was like, that's... That was cool. That could have been interesting. Why didn't we see any if of that? We spent more than thirty seconds <laughs> during spent, your death scene yeah. exploring that. Right, that could have been something. <laughs> Lasted like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, and then Mads Mikkelsen's the you know Prentice, the mayor. He uh, he doesn't die in the first book. He takes over the fucking world, and then they have to go kill him. Oh wow. Yeah, you know if they wanted, I don't know. Ah. Also, they're twelve. I don't know. Maybe this should have. Been, oh, the books they're both like twelve years <laughs> old. Like Hunger Games. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. much more teen novel, but yeah, yeah. young adults. Come Instead, on, for it. Um, we blew our whole budget on the two biggest stars of twenty sixteen. That's that's insane to me because that's that's such a missed opportunity. The studio could have franchised this, make made a trilogy. Yeah, I don't know why they just like uh, wouldn't want to do other that. franchises. Right? Yeah, I don't. I, they want to just mash it all into one. Maybe during those like four years they were writing the script, eventually. <laughs> He was, Patrick Ness was like, all right, I know this is going to be bad, so I'm just going to get the whole story in here. We'll get it out the door. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, at this point, I got to gotta tell my full story somehow. So not only not live to see from a, another day. Yeah. So not only from a plot perspective, have they hamstringed any chance of franchising this because they, you know, blew the load of the entire series in the first movie. But they made the movie so shitty that it is like a big, it is a big write down for Lionsgate. <laughs> it's but $125 million yeah. budget that made $20 million. That is that's so humongously bad. That's such rough. a loss. Yeah, big loss. That they so, will never so bad, make a yeah. sequel to this. Never no, going to make a this sequel. Is, this is done. This is a dead And if they did, franchise. the mouse, uh, the mouse, is the mouse strangled it. Smoking. <laughs> He is inevitable. <laughs> he is inevitable. Yeah, and even if they did make a second one, it's set up so that like Nick fucking Jonas is the villain. Yeah. Nick Jonas, <laughs> Jonas is in this movie. <laughs> that was so funny seeing him. Good for you, man. You're in a twenty million dollar made movie. Yeah. He probably makes more money off. Yeah, that's of, a great, great paycheck. Off a fucking Instagram <laughs> post. That guy can make more money. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I guess these uh, lead actors they probably don't need any of this residual anyways. Yeah, I mean, but... they're probably so loaded. But I still think that Tom, Daisy, and Mads Mikkelsen, and the cute dog, they do their best to make it work. I think Tom has a little more to work with than Daisy does, so his comes off better. Uh, but I think they're both trying oh, their best, sure. and they're they're good. They have a they yeah, have a nice chemistry. Actually, yeah, it is unfortunate because Daisy is just what she's given. I just feel like really disturbed. <laughs> Her talents. Yeah, I feel like she's a lot better. Yeah, it's definitely than... not the best. Yeah, it's not the best performance I've seen of her, unfortunately. Yeah. And 
So she was like better in like the what is it, Murder on the Orient Express and you know Force Awakens. I've not and seen all that. that one. She's doing great. I think my favorite was Last Jedi of hers. She can call on the tears as needed. Yeah, she really she's a great. Yeah, she she's talented. It's just yeah, this this character was just and I you know being I'm sure being a fan of Chaos Walking, I'm sure she was kind of devastated. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, at the same time, though, she is that character. She did get to play she that role. Play the role. It's a crappy production, but that is unfortunate. Um, also, you know, I realized too. I, I don't know if it was intentional, but I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it's part of the story or what. But there was a lot of elements where I'm like, you know, do they, are they are they trying to be a little Star Warsy? You know, <laughs> the wreckage. You know, and then you had that whole boat scene with the dog, and I'm like, is this Call of the Wild? Are they trying to compete with Call of the Wild? That also came out. I don't know. There's some elements in there. I was like, wait a minute. This looks strangely like some of the movies that had come out around the time. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just... Maybe it's just because we've seen the others first, and this is just a worse version of all of that. As yeah, we talked about probably. with... And maybe, yeah. maybe this is a part of the... It's part of the story, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, That's like fine. with our, yeah. our review on Monday, the whole first half of that movie is just Freaky Friday. But it's interesting and engaging enough that you just kind of take it out as its own thing. This is just sort of like a shittier version of other sci-fi concepts. So I, I, I can't entirely. That's just more nitpicking. Yeah. That's yeah. Condensed plot, underdeveloped characters. The fucking dog dies every time. The dog dies. The theory holds true. Like, Isaac. If, if that dog dies, <laughs> this this uh, movie is unforgivable. And yep. Yeah. What was it? I think you said it um, in one of our earlier episodes. I think it was the It review. There was like, if if there's a dog, it's gonna get shit on. (laughs) And that stands. Yep, it's it happens. I think that's no longer a theory. That's uh, what's what's the step after that in in science terms? Like it's a a law. I guess so. It is embedded in the the horror genre. (laughs) It's like I am legend, all that. Which that's that's what's weird about Cast Walking. It doesn't feel like a horror. Film it at doesn't. all, and it it I, I guess the promos when I saw those it kind of looked like it was a it, it reminded me of like Oblivion those like promos oh yeah like, like a sci fi it just seemed like it was kind of yeah or oh what's that one with Natalie Portman that just Annihilation came out? yeah that Annihilation like it, it looked like the same yeah I think with the promos it looked very similar yeah. to that so I, I was expecting a little more brutal action yeah. i guess or mon- more monstrous i was expecting a little more action, action in on. general it was very lackluster the promos that i saw yeah, it was very boring made it out to be like a pseudo superhero one where the noise i forget what it was it was like i and it was a line that wasn't even in the movie it was mads mickelson like oh once he learns to control his power it would be no stopping him and then it shows like tom holland with the weird psychic shit that he's doing that's a, that's a good point. And that wasn't in there at all. The yeah. action is usually just like Tom Holland. No. <laughs> a good 50 to 60% of the fight scenes take place in water. So you don't really oh, yeah. see any action. <laughs> so you don't get to see their choreography. Yeah, it's just Tom Holland like <laughs> flailing around in a lake. And that's that, that yeah, is $125 million. Like stabbing million. a couple tentacles. Yeah. Yep, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was also a stupid scene too. He was like roasting you know the, the little tentacles and stuff and she's like nah i don't but i'm like as a as a cadet as a space cadet she should know like as yeah that's how you cadet. that's how you sustain yourself that's how you survive it was just like she just didn't know what her duty was or her role <laughs> duty her duty on the space of, of colonizing and, and shit yeah <laughs> so i i don't know i i think that would have been really cool to see her do more of that survival shit but 
they're they're varied survivalist styles where his is a little more grounded and savage and hers is like uh it's more calculated yeah it's more calculated pristine yeah makes more use and then maybe there's a nice mix maybe she learns from his you know more savage yeah, ways on the ground so you know there's mm-hmm. a good there's a good exchange you, you know? mean you want the characters to, to change throughout the movie that's a bold nah that's a bold <laughs> request isaac that's a bold request especially from this movie nah. <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> i would also like to talk about um why any plot in this movie exists at all and that is just because humans and the colonial system that they have going as a whole is a logistical shit show this is like so this is like U.S. fucking COVID relief levels of of just <laughs> absolute fuckery. So the first the first ship lands. They leave from Earth, and it's a sixty four year journey, and they land. And the second ship comes twenty years after them. And it was mm. stated that they were expected to arrive many years earlier. And the thing is that is that the colony, and we learned that Prentice Town, the one where the villain runs and Tom Holland's character lives in is not the only settlement. There are at least two more that we learn of in, yeah, the, in the movie. This planet is popping with Yeah, with, as uh, it should. And none of them, yeah. none of them are able to communicate <laughs> with the outside no. world. We also see Daisy Ridley and her crew that she's landing with of the second colony ship literally before they even land. As soon as the homies' thoughts are on display, it all goes wrong. Crash the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but her dies. And I just, it just makes it all feel a little less than fleshed out, especially with the egregious amount yeah. of time that the movie spends world building for things that we'll never see, as opposed to character building. It's yeah. just, it's like comical that nobody can get in touch with the outside. It's not explained like yeah, that there's like really... the radiation or something does it. They're just like, they even go to the second town and they're like, where's your communications? And she's like, oh, we, uh, we didn't really care about that, so we just kind of let it rot and focus on farming. <laughs> Why? Is it important? Like, how many fucking trillions of dollars were spent making this expedition possible? You guys are the first wave. Right. You just couldn't be fucked to give them a call <laughs> the when you wave. got there. Yeah, no. It's no, like when you're a kid and your mom sends you to, protocol to the arcade or something. Just like, call me when you get there, and you just don't. And then yep. everyone at the arcade just kills all the girls there and starts their own little, like, colony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it That's is. Exactly yeah. what wow. happens. You know that that kind of makes me worried about Elon Musk and his <laughs> mission to Mars. I guess with with the way we've handled COVID as a country and all that, do you really think we're capable of interstellar travel and colonization? I think it might be. Maybe this is a a, a warning. Maybe this maybe is that's a why sign. it's such a shit show. Interstellar travel. I think so. I think uh, once we get into you know neutral space, all bets are off. It will be chaos walking. I, I think so. I mean, imagine just... being our co-pilots and all you listen to on a planet for 20 years straight is just fucking lore coming out of our heads. <laughs> They're like, please. Yeah, just a bunch of pop culture. Please, the boys. Shit. Doesn't matter. Pay attention to the mission <laughs> briefing. And it's just like the, it's just the titties from Howard the Duck, like on the table. <laughs> it's just the, it's a dramatic reading of blood and milk. Yes. That's the that's the crew entertainment. That's that. Yep. That's I could be. see. Well, I didn't buy into Dogecoin, so <laughs> I don't know if I get first class priority off this Dogecoin, planet, unfortunately. But buddy, Dogecoin's Dogecoin. gonna be the currency of Mars. <laughs> it is it's gonna be fucking GameStop stock. 
is all we trade <laughs> in exchange for Martian beets or some shit. Yeah. Red beef. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring that wow. up as well. The future is looking bleak. bleak. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else on chaos walking? God, no. God, no. <laughs> well, you got another three days to get your $20 worth and come up with some more stuff to talk about. That's, that's the... true. I, I contributed to the $21 million. There you uh, go. Wikipedia here's just your, updated it. 20... It went up to $21.4 million after your purchase. Oh, you're it's welcome. It's a live feed. <laughs> it's a live feed. <laughs> You're welcome, Chaos Walking. You're welcome, Disney. I'm sure, I'm sure fucking Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley really need that money. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, Chaos if you, uh, well, the fans, occasionally plural, if your thoughts were on display <laughs> for everyone around you to see, what would uh, what would they show? Post an image or what you think in the Facebook page. We have a new group. Post whatever you want in there. Yeah, go for it. I mean, you know, I would keep the images at a minimum. We're, you know, trying to keep this podcast afloat. Yeah, we don't want any. <laughs> it's uh, just uh, any unforeseen. It's just <laughs> hentai. We just we try and get like a sponsor. <laughs> like, come check out our social media. Yep. It's picking up. It's starting to bump, and it's yeah. just it's really it's just a bunch just of anime titties and graphic content. And Isaac, amazing. Yep, black room shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some deviant art. But yeah, let, let us know what, what's on your what's, what's on, on your, your mind, mind? y'all. Uh, Do we even want to know? I don't. I don't know. think so. But tell us anyway. <laughs> and thanks so much for listening to this right, episode. Yes. Also, let us know what you would like us to review. Absolutely, and we are approaching the big five zero episodes, and we appreciate you guys. Your support, over the hill, your downloads, all that. We are staying afloat, which is nice, and it's been fun. It's been fun talking about oh, things. Yeah. So a great time. Here's the big five zero and. It's pretty cool. Having a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. See you then. Kiss, kiss. Boobies, Isaac's feet. Kiss, kiss. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.